You're listening to WOZO LP Knoxville, 103.9 FM, The People's Radio. I'm DJ No Obedience, and I don't do it, I'm told.
Everybody knows about the tragedy of a child soldier in Africa. But what we don't know is that the real tragedy is how underfunded and undertrained they are. Many are not very effective killers at all and are, in fact, more child than soldier. We want to change this so that they can be fighting well into puberty. That's why we want you to join our program and adopt a child soldier. You will have a chance to support them through their childhood and pay for their training, equipment, and even ammunition. How can you help? It's simple. For just $18 a month, you will get a message from your child soldier telling you about their progress. For example, today we burned down a village and launched a grenade at a hospital. For just $21 a month, you can get them a bayonet attachment and a grenade launcher. Without the grenade launcher, they have to get very close to refugee camps to throw it. Remember, when you launch a grenade, you launch a dream. One look into the eyes of a child soldier when he gets a new launcher and you instantly know it's all worthwhile. Act now and you'll receive the handmade drawing of how that child used your gift. Tomorrow's veterans, helping today's child soldiers for a better tomorrow, today.
You are listening to Borderland on the People's Radio. Hey, shady baby, I'm hot, like the prodigal sun. Big up at the leany, meany, money, more and flower, you're the chosen one. I remember when Martin Luther King was assassinated and it was just another one of those things that made me worry about the sanity of the, the people in this country and the sanity of the policies and why something like that should have to happen. And then you get the uh, Bobby Kennedy assassination and it starts to look like a trend. I mean, anybody who thinks that these were isolated incidents, you know, just uh, isolated crackpots, you know, I see a trend, I see... Um, a mysterious hand behind all this. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think that it's been the idea that the possibility that certain types of conspiracies have existed in American politics, just because they've existed before, would allow you to project that they could continue to exist to this day. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth. 
in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
This is Borderland. Via NetWeb Deprogramming. This is Borderland. Let's go burn one by the river. So hard to just be young. Let's crush a pack of menthols like the bullet red the gun Ah shush, I'm just having fun Ah shush, I'm just having fun
one on the way into town He saw some skid marks and followed them around Over the curb, through the field, into the house of Mary That which you feel most could meet you halfway That which you feel most could meet you Bottle, take it down, pass it around. Pass it around. Take a bottle, drink it down, pass it around. Pass, pass it, it around. around. Take a bottle, drink it all, pass it around. One thing that con men will tell you, the only way you can be a mark is if you want something for nothing. If you're greedy, you're set up. Perfect. Daddy Cladell was your stepfather. Yes. And Daddy Cladell lived by his wits. Daddy Cladell owned pool halls and gambling houses. Daddy Cladell knew the rackets. So he taught me how to look at cards and see if they were marked, how to weigh dice and know if they're loaded. Then he brought in a lot of con men, professional con men, uh, who maybe take two marks a year. We should point out a mark is someone who is taken. Mm. My dad, daddy, he'd call the guys in and, come on in here, um, fellas, uh, I want you to tell uh, my baby here <laughs> how you sold that supermarket in Dallas. <laughs> I'm raising this girl. I got the educator. <laughs> <laughs> so they told me not only the supermarket, but they sold a bridge in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. One man said that, you see, you use the white man's bigotry against him. There was a white man in the town who had... Tulsa. In Tulsa. Who had just exploited all the Indians and the blacks, and if he hated anybody more than Indians, it was blacks. These two con men went down, they checked him out, and decided to play him against the store. And in Long Con, that's when you set it up for two months, maybe, and spend a few thousand dollars. You have cards made, a telephone taken in, a secretary, everything, the whole front. Mm -hmm. One of the guys played very, very ignorant and very shuffling and went up to the man and said, uh, look here, I got a friend who, who owned a piece of land, you know, and uh, see, he got it because he's part Indian. And, uh, <laughs> and that some white man, some Yankee, want to buy that land because it's got a toll bridge on it. <laughs> well, my father's two friends, mm -hmm. they sent for a white con man from New York uh -huh. who came down as the big real estate agent from the North who was interested in buying this land. Mm -hmm. The white southerner, the Oklahoman, went to the office to talk to this northern uh, real estate man, realtor, 
the northerner said, now, listen, I'm going to get this land for maybe 70000 something like that, because the guy is ignorant, you know. I've checked it out. My office has checked it out. He's got the title clear. You know, when he signs, it's mine. But if you check it out or you raise any kind of dust, the state will become aware of that land and what, that he really owns the property, and they'll move in and confiscate it. So just leave it alone. I'll, we, you and I can work together. Well, the white cracker, the southerner, the Oklahoman, said he knows niggers. You know, that's his attitude. So if this northerner is going to buy it for 70000 he can buy it for less than that. Get the whole thing. <laughs> At first, the white southerner, the Oklahoman, he was brought to this Indian black American. <laughs> He went to him and he explained that he'd better have that land and how bad the northern whites were and he talked about the damn Yankees and so the shuffling Indian Negro said, well, you know, boss, I'd rather you have this land than that white man for that Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> so it took some time and he bought it. For about 50000 That's right. Cash. Cash. And that is not a rare... <laughs> That is not rare. I mean, when I was growing up, I used to know men, very intelligent men, who lived on maybe two marks a year. See, basically you're talking about the stupidity of racism. That's In right. a way, it's almost a metaphor. Of course, yeah. because these men were born before the turn of the century. What a black man could be by 1915, his inability to function was crystallized. He simply had no... Yeah. way to move. And yet here are men who lived by that intelligence. Suppose, imagine, if that intelligence had been able to be used constructively, that is, more constructively, for the common good.
back home On this winged horse I'm mounted Riding all alone I will listen to the music of nature I will listen to the wonder of the earth I will listen and keep relating Some work on that, my friend If we don't I know nothing will remain What a shame In my friends we will remember Shown up and tell everybody in Tubo we found another home. Yeah, here I am at the center of Asia. What is love? One name for it is knowledge. Do you wanna sit? 
Maybe what's true for one person can be true for another. Maybe it spoke to you too. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be closing it out here real soon. I want to thank everybody that tuned in around town and all around the world on the interwebs. Hey, hey. Our trip around the borderland is coming to a close. Be sure and keep your hands and feet inside until we come to a complete stop. And don't forget your personal belongings. I've enjoyed our foray around the perimeter. And if you have, let's do it again next week.